This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coach Lake. Like a USC game and... Uh... I mean, he's kind of really evolving into a leader so far this year. Like, what, would, what have you seen from him? Yeah, no question. I mean, Elijah Molden's one of our smarter players. Puts so much work in, um, not just in the weight room, but also in the film room. I mean, he's, those, he's that type of guy, like some of the guys we've had in here in the past, that I'll get a random text and he'll say, hey, coach, are we going to play this play this way? He'll shoot me a video of a play. So he's all in on football. Very, very smart. He's put pounds on. Um, and then what's probably the most impressive is his leadership right now of the whole crew and the whole defense. Uh, guys pay, you know, they, they listen to him, they respect his work ethic, and, and he's making plays for us. Thanks. Yep. You have a dynamic quarterback you're going to face this weekend with Khalil Tate. How do you prepare your defensive secondary guys for that attack, whether he can take the ball and run with it, throw the ball through the air? How do you get your guys ready for that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's really it's all 11 guys got to do their job. Um, this is a guy that uh, we can cover the initial route, and then he can start scrambling around, hurt us with his legs, or he can scramble around, buy more time for his wideouts to get downfield, and then launch it up. He's as fast as quarterbacks we're going to see this year. He's probably got the strongest arm that we're going to see this year. Uh, this is the, the highest scoring offense in our conference. We have a uh, we have an awesome challenge ahead of us on Saturday. Jimmy, Pete talked about still being a little pissed off about what happened Saturday, and that feeling kind of lingers until kickoff on Saturday in Tucson. Do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, we're all competitive guys. We got a bunch of pride, and, you know, things didn't go the way we wanted them to go. And um, But now we got to go back to work. We got to go back to work. We got to prepare for a team that's on a roll that's won four games in a row. Uh, they, the only loss was at a tough place to play down in Hawaii when their offense was rolling, and, and their offense is still rolling. Um, other than that, they, this team would be undefeated right now. And so now, we, yeah, we got to get back in the lab, yeah. get back to work, go out there, get our fundamentals down, and, and get prepared for a, a big-time opponent. How concerned are you about having two coverage busts in the course of two weeks? Yeah. How do you, how do you fix that? Yeah, we, we got to fix it in practice. we got to fix it in practice. Very unfortunate you know, that we're not used to having that around here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we got to change that, and that's on me first. So it's uh, all that uh, – those type of things are, are on me, and, and we got to get it corrected. Does Cam go back to safety this Saturday, or is Brandon back in there? Right, yeah, I know. We have a number of things that we can do. We have a number of players that are itching to play and, mm-hmm. and, and, and um, have earned the right to go to go get some snaps, and, and we'll see how that goes as, uh, as we move forward. Are you concerned at all about where the run defense is at right now? Um, yeah, we need to play the run a lot better, and we also need to play the pass a lot better. Mm-hmm. And so we got to get ready for the run and the pass this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we got to make. Sure, I know. I know that they're going to. They're going to do one or or that one. And wow. so we got to make sure yeah. we tackle and defend the pass. <laughs> That's yes. heavy stuff right there, man. That is. That is. Coach Coach K talked about the fundamentals from a tackling perspective. Pad level lacking. How how disappointing is that? At the halfway point, you're talking about things like this. Yeah, I mean that's always an ongoing deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you would have said the week prior, then you're like, wow, our tackling's great. 
and then you get one game, you're like, oh, our tackling's not very good. Uh, you know, you got to give a lot of credit also to our opponent. They did a nice job of blocking us. We didn't get off blocks very well. The runners ran hard. They moved the pile. Um, and so, of course, we got to fix our fundamentals. We got to tackle better. Yeah. Uh, but also, they did a good. They did a nice job against us. How much can you bank on the experience last year, the loss to Cal, and the way this team responded this year? Not very much. We got a whole bunch of brand new guys, brand new guys, and so you know that was one of the conversations we had. It's our, like how we're going to respond now. Um, things didn't go the way we wanted them to go, and um, this is when the tough, competitive guys show up right here. Yeah. You know, not when it's all nice and rosy, and we won a big home game, and now it's all easy to practice. Now it's yeah, we did we lost a, a tough road game that we all wanted to win and, and now how we're going to respond. Yeah. How do the kids respond in practice this week from what you've seen so far? Well, today was our first practice for Arizona and it was a very energetic practice. Guys were, guys were flying around, a little chippy, and uh, guys were dialed in on the game plan and still got to go watch the tape right now, but uh, just initial reaction, uh, the, guys were, the guys were working hard. Great stuff. Thanks. Go dogs. How do you feel about the late kickoffs and then whether or not it affects your guys or not? Not at all. we got to play whenever they tell us to play. And that is not an excuse. We can play at 10 o'clock at night or we can play at 1 o'clock in the morning like we did against Cal. Uh, whenever they tell us to play, let's go and play. There's no excuse whatsoever. I, I, that, any time, all that, that is just, that's, that's excuses. You tell us what time to play and let's go. 8 o'clock. We tend to focus on uh, third downs, but uh, how do you need to be better on first downs so you can get those guys in the situations you want? Um... Yeah, I mean, we got to be just – we're always continuing to try to get better in all facets of the game. Um, and so first, second, third, fourth down, we want to be we want to be good in all facets of the game. I don't think there's one thing that we're honing in on. It's, uh, it's being able to cover and tackle in all facets and all four downs. I look at your defense in the last few games. It's been a lot of bending and don't break near the goal line. Do you need more stops and get off the field in between? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm very proud of our guys. I mean, we, as much as obviously we didn't get the game, uh, the outcome that we wanted last Saturday, two huge goal line stands. Um, we turn the ball over. We hold them to three points. Those are those are very positive, you know, positive things. Uh, of course, I would love them to throw one play and we get an interception on the first play of the drive. That'd be that'd be great, like we did against Hawaii, second play of the game, uh, like we've done in other series. Uh, that's not real football. Uh, real football is. You got to keep points off the board, and we got to limit as many points as they score. And our defensively, we've done that. Of course, we'd like to keep less points off the board that we put up uh, that offense has put up on us already. But um, it's this continual thing. We just got to we uh, obviously got to continue to get better on all three uh, three uh, levels of our defense: D line, linebackers, and secondary. Build off all the positives that we've had so far, and correct the negatives. You faced up tempo before, but is Arizona like warp speed? They are. They're very, very fast, uh, very fast. And really, you know, it's uh, it's something that we're so used to seeing now. Uh, so the guys will be ready. Will they will be prepared? It's almost opposite the other way when it's going so slow. They're almost wondering when the, when the play is going to get broke here. So. Um, but it is a definite challenge. It's put a lot of pressure on defenses, obviously, with Arizona being the highest scoring offense uh, in the Pac-12. Jimmy, when, when you look at Arizona's offense compared to when what they were running with Coach Rodriguez, what are, what are the main differences now with Coach Sumlin? Yeah, you know, it's completely different. Uh, this is an uh, offensive coordinator that I've had a lot of respect for and done a, a heck of a job. Last time we faced him was when he was the OC for UCLA in 2014 here at Husky Stadium. Um, 
and he's evolved since then. You know, he went on to A&M and did some great things there, and, and now he's doing some great things here at uh, U of A. So completely different animal, uh, completely different scheme, com- completely different coaching staff. Uh, we can't rely on anything that we've done against U of A in the past. This is a, this is a completely new uh, offensive uh, philosophy. When you say Coach Bazzoni's evolved, how, how has he evolved? Well, he's evolved in my of watching his scheme from five years ago, six years. Just like we've all evolved, we like we throw things out and then we add new wrinkles. We don't just run the same thing. Um, I'm saying that in a good way. Uh, he puts up a lot of points. They've always put up a lot of points. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. Are you more concerned about their um, passing attack or their rushing attack? Both. Both. They uh, average almost 230 yards rushing a game, and they're passing the ball more than anybody, uh, yardage-wise anybody in our conference. Uh, so it's almost 500 yards of offense every single game. Um, so we can't just lean on one and then give up the other. We've got to be able to make sure we stop or limit both. I'm sorry, how vital is the linebacker play for you against Arizona, and kind of how much is there, does that dictate how have you evaluated them so far this season? How, which, how the linebackers? How have you evaluated them this season? Our linebackers. Yes, and how important is that going into Arizona? Yeah, I mean it's not on one position group. It's on all. Th- it's on all three levels. So uh, we got to be able to get off blocks up front, and linebackers got to be able to see their gaps and go tackle, and they also got to be able to drop into coverage. Um, and I think uh, all three levels, we've made mistakes and we've made good plays, and so it's going to be a continuation, uh, maturation process with all three levels of our defense. And making sure the starters or the backups continue to improve. Brandon Wellington was saying that you've hit the part of the season where we're far enough in that the younger guys are starting to maybe ask more questions scheme-wise, why things. Is that something you notice out there, that process? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, throughout the whole spring football, even in a training camp, I think that's always been the case. We have a lot of guys that uh, have learned from the older guys that have played here before. We see a lot of guys uh, watching film on their own or coming up into our offices, Coach K, Coach uh, Harris, Coach Gregory, Coach Malloy's office. we got a bunch of guys that uh, are very competitive guys. They want to be great players, and, and they're putting in the extra time. Is that a process that you see guys actively learning maybe in their first year, or is it just people come in with that? I think they've learned from guys that uh, how they've prepared in the past. You know, when they, they noticed the Greg Gaineses of the world and the BBKs, uh, the Taylor Raps, the guys that have – prepared themselves um, and how they prepared themselves they learn from those guys they watch those guys operate and they're mimicking what they what they those, those guys have done in the past what kind of a challenge is uh jj taylor yeah jj taylor i mean that's uh it's one of the the best running backs in the pac-12 uh, i went back and watched him uh he, he made buddha fall out of his shoes back in 2016 when we played down there at u of a you know buddha baker was coming out of the post and boom he put on the brakes and cut the other way, and, and Buddha was left there, standing there, missing the tackle. And so if you can do that to Buddha Baker, uh, you can do that a lot to a lot of defenders. He is a shifty, uh, big-time cut running back. It better be all 11 hats to the ball to make sure uh, we get this guy on the ground. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah.
Pekukowski. How do you handle games like that? You allow yourself the cliche 24-hour rule and then get back to work? Yeah. Yeah, the 24-hour rule is like... Um, um, you don't, you know, you don't want, you can't feel sorry for yourself. It is what it is. We didn't, we didn't get it. We didn't execute. We didn't play like we thought we were going to play. And mm -hmm. we had a great week of practice. And, and so, but it lingers until you, until you get the next opportunity to go out there and, um, yeah. prove yourself again. So no, it's, um, yeah, you got to let it go. Cause you got to move on. You got, and you know, you got to, you got to stay positive and, and you got to get the guys going and you got to do your job. Mm -hmm. And so. But it lingers um, as far as that, you know, that that pissed off feeling um, for uh, let an opportunity slip away. Yeah, besides the obvious, which is just the loss, the result. When you look at the details, what was most kind of concerning, bothersome for you on Saturday? Um, just the f fundamentals of just playing low pad level, tackling. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was the biggest thing. There's some, you know, some of those, did you a good job getting the ball out, you know, on time and rhythm and... Um, so a lot of those, not all of them, but a lot of those passes were good throws and catches, and you give those guys credit. Um, yeah. um, but in the run game, um, yeah, just getting off of blocks, which comes back to plan low, fundamentals, hands inside, get an extension, violent escape, and then you know, we got to wrap and, mm. and run our feet, and we, we got to tackle better. And that, so That didn't seem to be an issue versus USC. Do you agree with that? And if so, why was it an issue Saturday? Um, well, I'm going to give Cameron Scarlett credit. He got ran freaking hard. I mean, there's times where we had it all good, and he pushed us forward for three yards, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, like I said, we got to play lower. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no magic, magic to this deal. It's, football's a physical sport. Got to play with pad level, and we got to be violent when we're getting off of blocks, and we got to be violent when we tackle. Yeah, you mentioned being angry and kind of having that lingering taste until you go out there Saturday. How have the kids responded in practice so far this week? Yeah, it's been good. You know, we had our, our first practice today, and it, it was it was good. You know, they they, they always practice hard, and mm -hmm. and we just got to carry it over from practice to Saturday when it's for real. You know, I mean, you don't get do-overs in, in, in a game, so yeah, we just we just gotta we gotta keep growing that way. Um, but as far as effort and attitude, it's it's awesome. So, are you still looking for a leader and/or I guess a star to emerge at, at linebacker? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you when you look at the the whole defense, you, you know, you, you want want some some guy to um, to st um, step up in the whole front seven, not just the linebackers, mm -hmm. right? The whole front mm -hmm. seven is like someone. Let's go. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it is what it is, and. I mean, we're we're the we're the coaches, we're the guys in charge, so we're the leaders, right? And so it's up, it's on us to to get the best out of them, get them going, and you know, some guys' personalities aren't aren't um, like like some of the guys we've had in the past, and it, it is what it is. The guys aren't going to be what they're not, and so it falls back on our shoulders to get get them get them going, get them in the right spot, and get them playing better. Who's the most likely person you think to step up and be that guy you're looking for on the front seven? Who are you kind of hoping it is starting this week? Um, yeah, I mean, any one of those guys, any one of them can do it. And it's just, but you know, you gotta, you gotta go out and do it. You gotta mm -hmm. make plays, and mm -hmm. yeah, you know, have a great week of preparation, and then, you know, I, I can't, I can't pinpoint one guy. Yep, and a totally different challenge this Saturday, right, versus what you saw last weekend uh, yeah. on the farm. Talk about yeah. Khalil Tate and how you get ready for a quarterback of uh, of that ilk. So Khalil's a big time, uh, big time quarterback. Um, you know, obviously, we all know what he can do with his feet. Um, he's got extremely, um, so much better throwing the ball with accuracy and 
and confidence. You can just see it out there. Um, you know, he does a really good job uh, using his tools to extend plays and look to throw versus, you know, in the past he's, he was taking off. Mm -hmm. And so now you got to worry about both because he can still take off. Um, if he chooses, so you know, yeah, it's a huge challenge. And then you pair that with the JJ. If JJ's healthy, that guy's one of the best backs in the league. He's quick, explosive, and so um, we got we got our hands cut out. I mean, our challenge right here is mm -hmm. to you know bottle up the run, which they're averaging like 221 yards a game running, and then they they're throwing it for over three over 350. So yeah, we got a got a good challenge. Yeah, Pete, great stuff, man. Appreciate this. Thank you, Pete. We since 2015, you guys have not lost back-to-back -back regular season games. What's been the secret to the bounce back? I know, not going to um, Well, so whether the process, whether we win or lose, the next week is the exact same process, right, as far as, I mean, we're always about getting better. And, you know, every week, week to week, the game plan is going to change. Um, there's going to be tweaks here and there, but it's always about self-improvement, right? And so, obviously... Um, this week we got to do a better job with our fundamentals, playing low, getting off blocks, tackling, um, and, and then making plays. And so, um, but to answer, go back to your question, every week it's the same. Whether you win or lose, um, it's back to what do we got to do to get better as individuals, as a unit, as a group, as a team. Does this one sting a little bit more as coaches when Coach Pete says we were outcoached, we were outplayed? And, and it's just one of those situations where, you know, you, you may lose a really hard-fought game, but then if you know that it was on you and it was your mistakes that cost the loss, d d does that sting a little bit more than normal? Um, they all sting. They all sting. And definitely, um, well, any loss is on – it's it's always going to be on our shoulders. It's never going to – it's never on the kids because we're the one – we got to get them um, ready to play. So it's always on us. And um, – that's, that comes with our job, all right? And that's we're coaches. We're, 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 that's, we're hired to get guys ready to play and execute. And, and so, yeah, to answer your question, all, all, all losses sting. And, and um, yeah, and so you gotta, you got to stew on it for a whole week until you get your next opportunity. Well, sometimes there's those games where it's really back and forth, but then maybe they make a couple just better plays that mm -hmm. end up being the difference. That didn't necessarily feel the case like it was on Saturday. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, and to answer your question again, it's it's always on us. So yeah, it's every loss stings, and this one is stings just as much as any of them. So yeah. Pete, when you go night road, night road, how much of a stress or how much of an extra challenge is that for the staff to get your guys ready? Yeah, it cuts into your sleep a little bit. Um, and so yeah, we we just you know we get in, get, get to work, get our get our stuff done, and then make sure we're getting home at um, a decent hours. We get a good night's sleep, and we can think the next day and and do it again, rinse, recycle, and repeat. You working on the planes too with all the technology you have? Looking at oh, tapes yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the games watched and um, graded, and yeah, we're moving on to the next next uh, next opponent. Your guys specifically, outside linebackers, Khalil Tate, uh, what do their keys have to be with this guy who can just go? Yeah, they got to do a great job um, reading reading their keys. And when they have the quarterback, they got to make sure he doesn't have the ball. And when he does, they got to tackle him. And so, yeah, they got to play with disciplined eyes. That's that's the biggest thing. And then when we're rushing the passer, we got to have um, really good awareness where he is in the pocket and, and maintain good leverage on him as we're trying to, you know, work towards him to get a sack and so 
whether you're bringing three, four, five, or six, it's, it's the same thing with him because he's so elusive and um, such a good athlete. Does he look like Berrier only with a sixth gear? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's extremely quick and he's really, really super fast and, he, and he's thick. He's a thick kid. Coach, um, we talked about playing with an edge. And kind of, is there a way to maybe draw that out of players or do you just kind of let the players do it on themselves? Coach them hard and you hold them to a standard and yeah, you're always coaching that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's I can't make somebody be physical or be uh, be nasty. You know, they got to choose to do it. And um, yeah, for the most part, they are. But, um, you know, we got to do it every play um, for how many ever plays it is. That we go in a game. What's been the reason maybe that the sashes haven't been coming? Is it just a matter of guys not getting the timing down, pressure, quarterbacks getting it off? It has to do with the offenses and how fast they get the ball out. And so, um, you know, some of it's, you know, when we rush three guys, um, we're doing that because the ball is coming out quick, so you're not going to get there. And so why would you why would you blitz and bring extra guys and, and isolate guys and give up Big, you know, get potential for big plays. So it goes hand in hand. Pete, I was also curious <clears throat> when you look at Arizona under Rich Rod compared to now under Coach Sumlin and their offenses. What what strikes you as being different compared to maybe some similarities? Um, probably the run game. There's not as much gap and gap schemes or you know power and counter type stuff. Um, tempo's the same. You know, formations are similar. Um, you know, um, there's probably the little little tweaks there. Um, still, it's a big, huge RPO offense. You know, we're going to run the ball, and then uh, if they like the looks out, they're going to throw the ball. And um, so, it's similar, but probably the, the gap, the gap run scheme. Has there been a freshman that's really impressed you through the midway point of the season? Say that again. Has there been a freshman that's really impressed you with his growth? Yeah, Leatu. Um, Leatu's. Uh, I mean. It, he got hurt. He, he would have been playing more if he hadn't got hurt. But he's he's come along really really well. Trent McDuffie is a guy that um, is uh, every week getting better and um, you know smart. And um, and then uh, Asa Turner. Asa Turner is really. I mean, every week he's gotten better and better and better. Coach Malloy. You know, I, I, I'm not sure sure if it's a, it's the uh, the time. I, th I think in both games it really came down to execution and finishing on, on all parts. And you know, defensive line wise, I put that on myself to making sure that they can be consistent throughout the game uh, and finish. You know, and we didn't do that. You know, so I put that on myself, and uh, I'll make sure to correct it because we got another night game coming up. And why was it so tough to um, stop Stanford's slowdown? So you know, yeah, you know, I, I just thought we got out-executed, um, both as, a, as coaches and as players. You know, they were one step ahead of us in terms of um, trying to beat us to the punch. And then for, for our guys, uh, they were they were in the right position. We just couldn't make those plays. We couldn't get off the box enough. Uh, and then when we when we did get off the box, we weren't able to make those tackles. You know, so all the way around, we just got to get better, and it really comes back to fundamentals. And so we won't change how we practice, and uh, we, we look forward to better results. We draw out the guys' energy, or draw out an edge in guys, or do you just kind of let them draw it out in themselves? Yeah, I mean, it, to, to me, if you're not excited to play this game, then you know that's that's my fault for putting you on the field. I think we got some guys that have a lot of passion and are excited to play. I mean, you can see it all throughout the week and even in, in the locker room, uh, the second half. I thought, like I said, I thought we came out with great energy. I just didn't think we, uh, both staff and players, we just got out executed. 
again, maybe to reassess how you guys are doing, given that it looked like the success was pretty there, and then kind of the games kind of threw you for a wrench almost. No, really, all it reminds you is, is is how competitive the Pac-12 is. You know that you got to show up on on every single day, uh, and and you know you cannot. You cannot look at somebody else's film. You can only look at yourself. You know, so we got to correct what we know from Stanford. Do those things first, uh, and I think it'll carry over to Arizona. It's a little different than Stanford quarterbacks. How, how much does that change the dynamic? And knowing? It changes everything. You know, from trying to trying to not only stop the run. Obviously, they're going to run the ball because they saw what happened last week. Uh, there were repeat plays that we were exposed on, uh, and then on top of that, you got a quarterback who can hurt you both with his arm and his legs. So trying to keep him uh, in in the pocket trying to keep him and, and get him uncomfortable at the same time. You know, you're trying to get a guy that you don't want to run, but you do want him to run. You know, so that'll be a challenge in itself. And then on top of that, they got, you know, JJ, they got, they got one of the best running backs in the back 12. So it'll be a, a really big test for us. Are you more concerned about their passing attack or their rushing attack? Actually, both. You know, both because it happens on any time. You know, it, it's it's a first down, but it could be a third down play for them, you know, especially with the quarterback they have. So we got to be able to generate pass rush as well as playing run through the pass rush. As you guys get more into the Pac-12 play, is it a chance that Thule and Sam and those guys are going to get even more reps, or is it kind of... you know, especially with, the, you know, we got a Temple team coming up, you know, so, you know, these reps will be high up, and those guys will get more and more in the rotation. With, with as, as physical as Stanford is and the way that they run the football, do you feel like your guys wore down at all physically, or what did you kind of see as the game wore on? No, I thought I thought we played well in terms of the fit. Right? We were where we needed to be. I think just the, the, the finish part, the execution part, from whether not getting off the blocks in time or making a tackle, you know, I thought that's where we failed, and, and personally I think that's where I failed, You know, make, not making sure that when they get to the ball, that they can finish the play. You know, we talk about fundamentals all the way through, and we went back and did it out again today. Uh, and for me, I just got to make sure I emphasize that correctly, so that when the opportunity comes on Saturday, which it will, you know, this time they can they can follow through with it and finish. Is, it, is that something that you had seen prior to last week, or is it something like more? Yes, spring? I, I th- no, we've all seen it. You know, it, to me, football is all about being consistent. You know, and the people that make the most mistakes, those are the guys that are losing, right? And for us, we made more mistakes in Stanford. You know, so for me, in terms of just the defensive line, making sure that we're consistent enough that we can last all the way through all four quarters, kind of the mentality. Of what Stanford had, but now we have a guy that will even test your discipline in the pocket, and he can break some some angles and whatnot. So uh, we will be tested to me physically as well as in terms of the, the mental discipline this week. I think I got a question about explosive plays. Yeah. They, they're one of two teams in the country that have five plays of seventy yards this year. Yeah, and CP always says explosive plays go through the secondary. But what about from a defensive line coach perspective when you play an explosive team? What what are you looking at there? for? for up front, you know, to us defensively, the explosive plays are contained from the back end, but it's disrupted from the front end. You know, so if the quarterback is patting the ball, which, you know, I know Coach Lake will get those guys ready to do so, then we have to, to, to create sacks. We have to create turnovers. It cannot be him running around because we didn't really disrupt him. That is his game, right? So when we talk about explosive, explosive plays, to us, the front seven has a lot to do with it in terms of making sure if he does second-guess himself or the ball's not out on time, that we are capitalizing on that. Is 
Tate, like, how unique is Tate in his slipperiness? Like, where, where does he compare for you? Man, he, he's one of the better ones that I've seen in a long time. In terms of, he has great awareness. He doesn't, he can see, you know, through his peripheral vision. So he's looking, he's constantly looking down the field. He has the ability to run, so people play him safely. And then he can throw the ball, right? So I, you, you see him scramble and throw a 70-yarder. And then all of a sudden he takes he takes off and he runs an 80-yarder, right? So he has threat on both ends. So it's not like you're going to say, well, let's handicap him and make him do one thing. You, you really don't want him to do either. So our job is to try to make him uncomfortable as much as possible, keep him in the pocket, have him move around in the pocket, and then stop the run. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.